Welcome to the Confidence and Communication Podcast. I'm your life coach, Jessica Dumas. I'm a professional speaker and coach who empowers women everywhere to use their voice to take up space and change the world. My goal is to help you speak with clarity and confidence while giving you practical guidance and tools by sharing real life experiences of overcoming. So turn up the volume and grab a pen. You're gonna wanna write this down. Hey, welcome to the Confidence and Communication Podcast. I have an interview that I'm gonna share with you right now with Vanessa Lesperance, who is my guest. But I wanted to give you just a quick kind of heads up of what we're talking about. Vanessa was a co-facilitator at a women's retreat that I did recently, and she facilitates this exercise called Van City Labyrinth. And so this labyrinth is an 18-foot mat, and it's just a mat with a print of a labyrinth. You lay it across the floor. It covers 18 feet. And then she gives you instruction. We'll talk about it on the podcast. So you'll hear the instruction that I received. And you basically walk the path, you walk the print of the labyrinth. And so in her business right now, she's doing some education on what is a labyrinth, because my initial thought is it's like a maze. So that might be what you're thinking, but a labyrinth is actually a path. And so you just follow the path. So I really wanted to share this episode with you because the exercise itself brought out an incredible lesson for me. And I pour it all out in the podcast. And the funniest part about it is that at the beginning of the exercise, I was literally the one in the circle going, I don't get it. Like, what are we doing? And then during the exercise, as I was walking the path, I burst into tears. Everyone in the room knew I was crying because of the impact that this exercise had on me. And I believe that everyone should do this exercise so please check out Vanessa Lesperance on Instagram and you can find the Vansity Labyrinth page on Instagram as well at V-A-N-C-I-T-Y-L-A-B-Y-R-I-N-T-H, Vansity Labyrinth. Check it out. Vanessa's amazing. Please enjoy this podcast. Welcome to the Confidence and Communication Podcast. I'm really excited about this episode because I have a guest with me and we had a really amazing experience that she led that I'm excited to talk about in this episode. So here's a little bit about my guest. Her name is Vanessa. She's a mixed heritage Métis woman who is originally from Treaty 1 territory, who now lives on Coast Salish territory, New Westminster, BC. She founded Van City Labyrinth based on her master's degree, which focused on decolonizing business through workplace spirituality. She offers labyrinth workshops for workplaces, schools, and events to help people connect to themselves and others and invite calm and mindfulness into your life. Vanessa also works with Indigenous women entrepreneurs from across Turtle Island, creating programs and services with the Indigenous Lift Collective, including circles of matriarchy, rematriating, mentorship, online events and podcasts, holding bi-weekly circles for Indigenous women and non-binary entrepreneurs, and co-creating a starter guide on decolonizing business. In addition, she holds a monthly Indigenous Enough circles for Indigenous kin, who have ever asked questions or felt like they weren't Indigenous enough due to the impacts of colonization. For fun, Vanessa loves salsa, the food, and the dance, 
reading, hiking, and playing drag bingo. I love you. The <laughs> feeling's mutual, Jessica. <laughs> so Vanessa Lesperance. Is that did I pronounce it right? You know what? I'm such an Anglophone. So my friend, my name's very French, but I'm so, yeah, I don't speak French at all. So uh, that's the way I say it. So perfect. Okay. Yeah. That's how I've heard it said. So thanks so much for coming on my podcast. So we have known of each other for a long time. Years. We go back years, Jessica. Go back years. We've been <laughs> friends online, yeah. part of the Indigenous Lift, and been in Zoom rooms together, like... Yeah. you know, back in the day. And we found ourselves at a conference. Wait, were you at the conference? Uh, yeah, yeah. In the genomic she, we didn't really, we didn't really like mix and mingle. Like I went to your, your breakout session and um, yeah, but we didn't really connect at the conference, but yeah. Great. And so we did connect at the ranch. We sure I, did. I'm like, what was the name of the ranch? I, I Echo made- Valley. Echo Valley Ranch. Echo so Valley. a mutual friend and powerhouse, Nicole McLaren, who it leads the Indigenous Women's and Business Network. Again, I don't know if I said that right. Yeah. Planned this women's retreat. And I was lucky enough to be invited. And Vanessa was there and you were on the agenda. And it was so fun. So like, I'm just going to invite you to just say hello and just a little bit of, you know, any greeting that you want to share. Sure. Yeah. Thanks, Jessica. And first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on on your show. It's so funny. And like you said, like we've we've known each other, just like you know, acquaintance, like for for a long time. We finally get a chance to meet, which is so awesome. And now here I am on your podcast. Like, holy <laughs> shit! Like, it's amazing. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. So, um, what about me? Might folks want to be interested to know? I work. A corporate gig. So I'm I'm fully self-employed now, but I did have a, a corporate gig for about 12 years. And I realized that I didn't want to devote my life to a telecommunications company. And so I decided to to make a leap. And the last year and a half at at my corporate gig was the most stressful in my professional career. I was just like overwhelmed and just like my my joy, my sense of well-being, everything just like rapidly declined. And I'm like, life is too short, you know, to sacrifice your joy and your well-being for your job. And and at the time, I was dabbling a little bit in coaching, like doing workshops. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to leave the, the corporate life. And so it felt like jumping out of an airplane without a parachute. (laughs) But here I am, like, so fast forward, I think it's been four years now, fast forward four years later, and it's been such an amazing experience. So I've had the opportunity to meet Tira Fraser, um, a dear friend and mentor of mine. And I did my my research, my master's research for uh, organization Raven Institute. And then through meeting Tira, she offered me a, a contract worth working with the Indigenous Lift Collective, specifically with the Lift Circle. And so we're a community of Indigenous women entrepreneurs from across across the country. And we just uh, exist to co-create the conditions for all of us to thrive. So that's been amazing. And working with Indigenous youth and creating pop-up businesses. I do some work at the Justice Institute, co-teaching a course on power and privilege. And then I just recently started Van City Labyrinth. And then that's the experience that I offered at uh, at the retreat. Yeah. Amazing. So thank you. And that's that's what I want to talk about. Because um, one of the things that my 
my audience will be familiar with me saying is it changed my life. I talk about that. <laughs> I love that. A couple of things like healing is a lifestyle. It's something like, it's not just you do it one time you're healed, right? Healing is a lifestyle. It's something that you make a commitment to and try everything. It's a journey. And then the other thing that I say all the time is it changed my life. So every time I experience <laughs> something, I come back and I'm like, Oh my God, you guys, this changed my life. <laughs> but honestly, like, and so for those of you who are listening, we're sitting in a room. There was maybe nine of us or so. Yeah, yeah, not even. I think eight, maybe. And so this was our first morning, right? Mm-hmm. Our first morning on the retreat, Echo Valley Ranch, incredible place. Like Google it if you've never seen it. And like, we're the only people on the ranch besides the family or the the workers yeah. that sort of take care of it. And so we're in this beautiful little building and there's this labyrinth set up on the floor and we're all sharing kind of just breaking the ice opening up the retreat with each other and talking about the exercises that we're going to do and I didn't know that Vanessa was going to be doing this session I just you know looked pretty on the floor there was some light <laughs> stuff like that um, and I'm up for anything I'm like what's going on like this is going to be fun and <laughs> as you and Christine were going through the instructions I don't, I don't know if I wasn't just being fully present or what, it was, but I was literally like, I don't get it. What are we supposed to do? <laughs> oh my God. I love that. Yeah. So, so when I, so Christine was the other facilitator and Christine was there to facilitate the whole three days. I just said, Hey, I can, my offering, my contribution for the retreat is I'll bring my labyrinth and we'll just see what happens. Right. So I was talking with Christine, the facilitator. She's like, yeah, I would love for you to, to incorporate that in the morning. So yeah, she handed it off to me. And um, and with our group, like usually my workshop's two hours. And so I know with our group, I only had like 45 minutes. So I really had to condense it. So I was just like sharing a little bit about like the history, the benefits of the labyrinth, and just some guidelines on how to walk. And so people were like nodding, yeah. And I look over to you, Jessica, and you just had this look on your face. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh, Jessica, like, did you have a question or like, what's going on? And you're like, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. And so, and then I remember folks were like, they're like, Jessica, just trust the process. I think Vicky was like, um, shout out to Rich and Dig Auntie. She was like, you'll get it afterwards. Just try it. Just do it. <laughs> right. And then, yeah. And then do you want to share with folks like what, what the experience was like for you? Like when, after you walked the labyrinth? Yes. So there's this labyrinth set out on the floor and it's just like a really pretty blanket, a labyrinth. And the idea was you walk along it. And well, before I started, yeah, go ahead if you want to talk about the setup. Yeah. And so folks can really visualize it because many people don't know what a labyrinth is. So mine, it's 18 feet in diameter. So it's a big circle. And unlike a maze, because a maze is designed to get you lost and there's tricks and dead ends. Well, labyrinth, this mine is just a flat mat. So first of all, you can't get lost, right? Because you're just like in this, it's a flat mat, but there's just one single continuous path and you just follow this path and it twists and turns and eventually you end up in the center of, of the labyrinth. So that's what it looks like. So it's just like, kind of looks like a bunch of spirals in the path, but as you walk the path, you eventually end up in the center and then you just take the same path back out to exit the labyrinth. So yeah, that's kind of what it looks like for folks to visualize it. 
And so you invited us to think about something that we might bring with us on the path and something that would kind of represent bringing something with us on the journey. And I think that's what that's where I was kind of struggling with was like an item because I was thinking, I knew, okay, this is some sort of like spiritual exercise, but I don't get it. I don't understand why we're walking on the <laughs> the, the mat. I didn't know. I couldn't see how it was going to do anything to tell you the right. truth. Right. right. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure you get that a lot. Okay. So it's my turn. But <laughs> 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 that's the kind of task on the shoulder and our job is to follow the path, how she describes, go all the way to the center. And the craziest thing happened. <laughs> Vanessa, it was like crazy. It was like magic also. It was definitely magic. So I'm walking along the path. And in my mind, I'm going, okay, well, this is fun. You know, trying to be present. This is fun. Life is fun. And then immediately it starts getting very... Uh, what's the word now? Literal, I guess. Very literal. So I'm walking along life and I'm thinking, yeah, life is fun. I love that I'm here. I'm thankful that I'm here. I'm grateful that I'm here. And I'm following the path and I'm not looking up or anything. My head is straight down, looking at the path on the mat and I'm following. And I just remember this feeling coming over me of like, what am I getting in this fun life? I've been through all these twists. I've been through all these turns and I'm finally trusting where I am and I feel so good about it. And so this is the spiritual message that's literally getting downloaded in my brain. And then I started to feel loved. I started to feel like overwhelmed with joy and appreciation of where I was in life with trusting life. And then I burst out crying because the the thought that came to me was I finally feel safe. Mm. And it was like a huge transformational experience for me mm-hmm. because I had never been able to say that before in my life that I felt safe. Wow. Like I'm even gonna cry again right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because like my my childhood, many of us, right? Our childhood, my my younger years, there was so much lack so much poverty abuse neglect like everything everything Mm -hmm. and I Mm -hmm. had to build myself up from shit like my life was fucking shit there there were times in my life even as a young woman I hated myself I thought I was worthless and useless Mm -hmm. and you know to get to a point and have the opportunity to really reflect on where I've come from and where what I felt in that moment was that I finally feel safe. And to me, I didn't even know I needed that, but it was fucking huge. And so here I am now fucking crying in this thing. (laughs) And afterward, everyone's like, okay, she gets it. Yeah. And also, I want to add that as I was crying, I also felt so secure enough to cry. And I don't think I ever really like held my crying back I I believe that's healing I believe that's medicine but again like I just felt so fucking confident and whole in that moment Mm -hmm. that I was like I'm finally safe I can't believe I can say that and I'm crying and this is exactly where I need to be so I don't think I said this to you exactly but thank you so much for your work and coming into it (laughs) 
didn't understand, <laughs> but I trusted the process. Yeah. And the environment was safe. It felt safe. And without that environment, without your passion for the work that you do, I wouldn't have been able to come to that point. And, mm. and that was really huge for me. So thank you, Vanessa. Thank mm -hmm. you so much. No, thank you for, for sharing all of that, Jessica. That, that means so much when I hear it, because like, that's why I'm doing this work, right? To offer the the labyrinth experience. And, and they say it's really combining the power of a sharing circle with the medicine of a labyrinth. And it really can create like this really um, powerful impact on folks. And, and, I, and I joked when we were at the, the retreat, because yeah, like after yeah, you, were, you were crying and people were like, oh, she gets it now. And I always say, I'm like, my marker of success in my labyrinth workshops is like the amount of people that cry. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. It was a good workshop. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's beautiful um, revelation you had. And, and you what you, you talked about, you're like, well, I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, well, I'll, I'll give it a go. Like what's going to happen. Right. Just in that. Right. And, and when that's the beauty for labyrinths, like there's no right or wrong outcome. Like some people walk a labyrinth, they're like, oh, that was cool. Like, what else? You know, like, because really in, in its simplest form, it's designed to be a walking meditation. For So for some, it's just be like a, a good way to just mindfully move your body. That's cool. Right. And then yet for others, it does offer a chance for just like deep insights and revelations or just like aha moments. And yeah. so it sounds like that's really what surfaced for you, which is like really beautiful. Um, 100%, 100%. Like, and I know I shared a little bit of that when we were closing out and, and we were sharing and I was just like, yeah, she's coming on my podcast. I'm telling everybody, <laughs> everybody needs to know and she's going to pack up that labyrinth mat travel like everywhere. And like, yeah. So, okay. Like, how did you find this? Where did this come from? How did you discover it? What was your first experience? Okay, well, okay. So those are two. My <laughs> first experience. I'm gonna, I'll start with that. My first experience. So we just started, and that was what you just shared. That was your first time walking a labyrinth, right, Jessica? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. So like that, that was the first timer, folks. Like you don't. Yeah. yeah. And so for me, I remember the first time walking a labyrinth. There was um a winter fair or a winter market here in New West at the Anvil Center. This was pre-pandemic. This is yeah before the pandemic started. And there was a labyrinth set up with lanterns. So it was like in just like this beautiful area, just softly lit. And so I was like, oh, this looks really cool. So then I started to, to walk it. And then Jessica, like, honestly, it truly felt like I was journeying inwards and really just connecting to myself at my core. And so I realized, like, as I was walking, I'm like, oh, this is like so symbolic of like my life's journey. And that's really what labyrinths are. When we walk the labyrinth, as we, you know, walk towards the center, it's symbolic of our life's path and our life's journey, because we're all we're all in our own journey, right? We all have our own path. And as we know, as you mentioned, you know, your childhood, it's not easy. Like life throws us curveballs. There's twists and turns. You're like, holy shit. Like, you know, I thought I was going one direction. And now all of a sudden, you know, it sharp turn here. And so for me, I was just like, okay, yeah, this is what's going on. This is what's really present for me in my life right now is this walking. And when I got to the center, I was like, holy shit. Okay. This is what's going on with me. Like, it just really felt like a, a just a meaningful moment to myself. And then as I walk back out, I'm like, okay, this is like, this is the shit I don't want. This is, and I was really present about how I was showing up and how people perceive me externally. 
versus what's going on internally. And so I was really present to that. And so I just like made a, a commitment to myself. I'm like, okay, these are some things like I'm going to change or like work on myself. And so for me, that was like my first experience. So it was just like lots of like, just like insights and, and revelations about who I am and, and how I was showing up. And then after that, I'm like, I'm hooked. I'm like, I love labyrinths. <laughs> like, you, you self-guided yourself through that event? Did they tell you, think about this, think about that? Like when you said on your way out, you started letting saying, I don't want to bring this with me. Like, where did that come from? Yeah, that's that's a great question, Jessica. It was cool because the experience I had, it was just self-guided. So it was just like a, a public installation. Here's here's a labyrinth to the public and then just walk it, you know, on, on your own pace. There must have been, I'm pretty sure there was like a piece of information or a sheet of paper just like with information. I forget, I forget exactly what it said, but yeah, I'm pretty sure there was like some guide guideline to it. But then yeah, so afterwards I was like hooked. I'm like, I love labyrinths. <laughs> this is my jam. <laughs> and so so that was my first experience. But then when I first really started to when when rate when labyrinths came into my radar and my periphery is when I was doing my master's degree at Railroads University. And my focus was on decolonizing business through workplace spirituality. And so in studying like what what does it mean to to bring spirituality into the workplace? Why aren't organizations doing it? Who is? And so that was really the, the focus. But then in doing my my readings and my research, labyrinths came into my periphery, but it wasn't my focus. But I'm like, hmm, that's really interesting. And I learned, like more so in the US than here in Canada, but that labyrinths are gaining popularity at hospitals, universities, spas, and even prisons because they acknowledge the the holistic well-being. So mind, body, emotion, spirit, the labyrinths offer. And so for, for hospitals, it really helps with patients who are, you know, undergoing like hard, hard things, illnesses. So it's just a chance for them just to like, just reconnect and de-stress. Mm-hmm. But it's also helpful for friends and family who have loved ones in the hospital. And it's also a chance for them to like unwind and, and de-stress. And then even for prisoners in jails, which is amazing. It's a chance uh, for them to increase mindfulness and just like have a, a healing modality in a prison, which is like really easy to implement, right? Because as you said, as you said, like it, there isn't much to a labyrinth. So yeah, so it's something that's easy to, to implement. So I was like, this is so interesting. And then, but I realized like workplaces weren't, it would, you know, in doing my, my research, my readings, I realized this, this is something that wasn't happening in workplaces other than hospitals, universities. So I'm like, well, what if like private organizations had this for their teams and for their employees? How might that impact well-being? What if like schools had this for their younger students or even like their their staff? And so that seed was planted, but I didn't do anything with it. And then a few years passed and we fast forward into the pandemic. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to look into that whole labyrinth idea again, because I think there's something to it. And then, um, yeah, I found a lady online who who makes amazing labyrinths. And then, yeah, I was like, you know what? Let's just give this a go and let's try this because, yeah, I think it's there's really something to it that can really help people deeply and meaningfully connect in themselves and others in the circle who are part of the workshop. So that's kind of how it came to life. Wow. The way that it's set up and like the way that you instructed. So did you attach your instruction to it or did that, does it come as a set? Like, I'm. what do you mean? Like, 
So there's a woman that makes labyrinths. Are other people who are ordering the labyrinth from her, are they doing what you're doing? Or are you the only one doing what you're doing? No, actually there are. Like, yeah, it's surprising. So as I've been doing doing research, so I'm in like the, the lower mainland, like Coast Salish territory. Yeah, so I'm the, the lower main, mainland. And I actually recently connected. Her name's uh, Diana Ng. And she's she her nickname is the Labyrinth Lady. And um, she was actually responsible for installing the first public labyrinth uh, here in the mainland. So in Surrey, it's at Fleetwood, Fleetwood Park. So if any of your listeners are in the Surrey area or lower mainland, highly encourage you to check it out. It's a beautiful labyrinth in a really nice park. And um, yeah, it's just a great chance to uh, experience a labyrinth. And same in Winnipeg, Treaty 1. There's an amazing labyrinth there called the Carol Shields Labyrinth at Kings Park. So highly encourage folks to, to check it out. But um, yeah. Now yeah to, outside, I don't know if, how accessible it is, but now that you've reminded me of that, I, I want to go like right now. Like, <laughs> I got to check that out. That's so cool. Wow. I love that. So is this what you're doing full time now? No, not not full time. It's some, all, the other, the, all the other stuff, but yeah, 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 not full time. And I realized the the biggest challenge for me in doing this business is just letting people know what labyrinths are. Because the funny thing is, the ironic thing is, Jessica, like labyrinths are ancient. Like labyrinths are literally thousands of years old and found in all parts of the world, which I think is so amazing. Like. You know, there's labyrinths. One of the oldest ones is in what's now known as Australia called the the Rainbow Serpents. And that one's about 2,500 years old. So um, there's the Rainbow Serpent in Australia. There's um, uh, really ancient labyrinths in Greece. There's labyrinths found in India, in Egypt, in England, Ireland, Russia. So like literally all parts of the world, um, there's a tribe in Arizona. Their maze is called the Man, Man in the Maze. So to me, it's like amazing that there's all these cultures that have a version of a labyrinth. So to me, that says a lot. And even though, again, there are ancient healing modalities truly found in all parts of the world, a lot of folks in North America aren't aware of what a labyrinth is. So so that poses a challenge to like, hey, like, you know, do you want me to bring the, in this into your workplace? And folks are like, well, what is it? <laughs> you know? So, yeah. So that's what I coach my clients on. And I have like a hundred ideas for you. So if you this <laughs> full time, call me. <laughs> honestly, I'm just like thinking about, like, I get it, like being able to communicate an experience to someone, right? That's yeah. what I struggled with in my coaching for a long time and why I'm good at what I do now, because I struggled for so long trying to communicate what it is that I was offering to people because I didn't have a product like this is what you get right totally yeah so I totally get that and like one of the things that you've already started doing is getting obsessed with a specific thing right and that's the labyrinth and then just sharing what it is that you're obsessed about and that's kind of what makes these things easy when it comes to that totally yeah. So how did you get your first gig, like the first audience where you <laughs> like, how did you convince someone to let you do that when you were trying to figure out what it was? Right. <laughs> Luckily, I'm the president of the Vancouver Entrepreneurs Toastmasters Club. And we have just such a great community. Like part of the reason why I love the club is just the people's awesome. And so 
I designed the the labyrinth workshop and like, you know, I do a lot of facilitation. I've done lots of workshops. So like designing and creating workshops is something I love. So I designed one for, for the labyrinth, but I'm like, well, I need to test it out to see how it lands with folks. So I'm like, Hey, Toastmasters club, do you want to attend a free workshop? <laughs> and so people did. And um, yeah. And so I tried the, the workshop with them. And then right away, Jessica, like, mind you, we we have a relationship, right? So they know me, they they trust me, but like, right away, just the response. And it was just amazing. It was like a good mix of people and a mix of genders. And just like the openness and the sharing people had, and even the men, because I think that's so important that men have a space just to be real and vulnerable and, you know, express emotions, because our Western society doesn't always allow for that. So yeah, to 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 see the men who showed up, just just share and just be just real and, and vulnerable was beautiful. One woman had a revelation about trying to balance being a mom and then balancing her business. And she was like, I don't have to do it all at once at the same time. And it doesn't mean I'm a bad mom. And it doesn't mean I'm a bad entrepreneur. And so she had like a huge re- revelation. And so and after getting the feedback from them and just holding that space, I'm like, okay, I, I have something here, you know? And uh, yeah. And then my aunt goes to a, a spiritualist church. And so I offered a workshop for them. And then, and then I was like, okay, so now I have something and then just, just promoting it. And luckily, like I have really great supportive friends. So some, some like hired me and brought me into their organizations to offer workshops for their teams. And uh, that's how I got the ball rolling. Yay. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So what are your what are your goals with it or what do you hope to do? Okay, well, the big the big scary dream, Jessica. <laughs> this is big this is big and scary because considering I'm just starting out and just wanting people to know, but like what I would love is to be able to have this like in, in different cities, right? So I have Van City Labyrinth, love to have like, you know, Peg City Labyrinth or like you know. Winnipeg City Labyrinth, Vic City Labyrinth, and like have it accessible and available to to people all across the country. Does yeah. that mean you would like open something here or you would look for someone here? I would love to like, so acquire a whole bunch of more labyrinths and then train folks in on the, the workshop design and then have them equipped to run workshop in other cities. Yeah, that's fantastic. I yeah. love it. I love it. Yeah. No, thanks again for sharing it, for coming out to the event and facilitating it. Like it was just such a really helpful part of my journey. And like, I'm always, and like, it's been probably 15 years now. I think I've always been really obsessed with like self-development stuff. And of course, when I started, I didn't know that I would be this life coach. (laughs) I'm just doing it because I'm trying to be a happier person. How do I get happier? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So obsessed with self-development and I'm always trying new things and I'm always trying to be open to new things. And so this is just something that was, you know, just a gift because I didn't know it was coming. I didn't, wasn't looking for it. And it just appeared and gave me that, you know, that lesson that I will keep with me. And I think it's even more beautiful that you approached it like with a sense of like, I don't know if skepticism is the right word, but you're like, oh, what's this all about? Like you weren't really sold on it per se. You know what I mean? But yeah. then you had such a beautiful like experience with it. Yeah. yeah. I think it's important for, I know like what I try to practice myself is being present and just giving it a shot. Like, I don't know what it is. 
but I'm going to trust the process. Like even that phrase alone, trust the process is not something that I think a lot of people can do. Right. Totally. And yeah. I was just like, what am I doing here on this ranch in British Columbia? Like, what am I doing here? <laughs> and I'm about to walk on this labyrinth that I don't really get it, but I'm about to do this. So let's see what happens. And it works. <laughs> it works. <laughs> I think like, for me, it's about just releasing, right? Releasing your expectations, releasing what you think you know. Because, yeah, like I think me or someone brought up the Labyrinth movie from like the 70s or the Yeah, 80s. yeah, 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 yeah. What are we doing here, actually? Yeah. So- I have a question for you then, because like you said, it's about releasing and that's what I guide people and the instruction I give, you know, as you're walking in, think of all the things you, you want to release. Like what are things that you don't need that's not serving you that you want to let go of? Like think of releasing. And then when you're in the center, what is something you want to receive or what's something you need to receive? Because often, especially women, especially indigenous women, have a hard time asking to receive or being you know being a place of just receive and so to have that time to be intentional okay what is it that I need to receive right now and then you as you walk back out what's the ripple what's the impact you want to have afterwards as a result so my questions to you Jessica is what's something that you were able to release after walking the labyrinth and then what's one thing you received would you say well I think I kind of forgot about the receive like think about what you're receiving but like what was incredible for me in the takeaway was acknowledging that I'm finally safe Mm. so that that's what I would say I received is sort of that permission and that you know almost like a wish granted you know like Mm. for the past several years it probably came from doing work I I work with um, an intuitive and I do all my own meditation journaling and I do a lot of that stuff and so creating safety in my life has been something that I feel like I've been speaking to and trying to trust it or being open to trust it and learning to trust it and so the labyrinth exercise allowed me to like 100% no fucking doubt I'm fucking safe and blew my mind in the most magical way Mm. and then what I left was the fear I left the fear I left holding on to the fear ultimately, because I I know that fear is something that will take along and pop up and all of that shit. But what I chose to leave was that that is a limit. And so it's no longer a limit. Like I'm going to have fear that might come up, but I'm going to manage it because I know what I'm doing. And I've come further, or is that the word I'm trying to say? I've come along my life enough to know that I can do anything. Yes. And, and that, like, this is a combination of everything that I've done. And in the labyrinth, that's like, this was sort of the culmination for me. And (laughs) I've just been riding high. (laughs) I'm high on life. And I've been saying that for weeks now. I'm I'm in such a happy place in so many areas of my life. And that exercise the experience with the labyrinth was like the, you know, what I needed at this point in life. And yeah, I just, I honestly think everyone should do it. (laughs) That's why I was like, okay, you're going to be on the podcast, please. (laughs) And also like, I want this to be a testimony. So I'm hoping that you'll share this with anyone who is like, 
you know, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> and then, you know, saying that, like, is there any other feedback or any other questions that you have for me that I can kind of help with in, in the testimonial part of it? Yeah. <laughs> I think, no, what, what you shared is great. And you've touched on this a little bit. And because I know you're such a force and you're such um, a powerhouse, Jessica, and, and you're doing so much good in the world. And so the third part then of the labyrinth, so it's about what do you want to release? You talked about that, the fear. What do you want to receive? You talked about the safety. And then the third part in walking the labyrinth as you walk back out is, okay, after walking this labyrinth, like, who who are you? What's the, the impact you want to have? What's the ripple you want to make by who you are, by your words, your actions? So I would just love to, to hear from you. What's your impact that you want to make? Sure. Thank you. This is actually something that I've been working on for a little while. And I've really been focusing a lot on imposter syndrome, a lot on my own. And it's something that I share a teaching with with my clients. And mm-hmm. I'm starting to do a lot of talks on it because I think it's a thing that's out there that we experience. And people might call it by different names. And I sometimes, you know, inner critic whatever, our inner Mm -hmm. being, our self-doubt, right? There's so many words. And so one of the important parts of what I want to share with others, with my clients and with my audiences, is that there's so many different versions of us that all exist at the same time. And we get to choose who that is by identifying the different us at the different Um. stages. And so like what I want to be my ripple effect is like, honestly, the work that I do is helping women feel confident to use their voice to take up space. Mm. And it, like, there's been several times over my coaching journey where I, you know, you, you get to a point or I've gotten to a point and I'm like, okay, I, I did this really cool thing. It was really fun. What am I going to do now? And I almost felt like I needed to switch things up. But what I have found is that I've had the most success where I just keep repeating the fucking thing. Like, quit reading. Yeah. And yeah. Repeating what works. And like, I've never felt so confident in my coaching. And as a woman, and as an Indigenous woman, as an entrepreneur, as a mother, as a girlfriend. And because of that, like, I, my goal and my ripple effect is just to continuously have people that want to be in that space to help create that space for them so that they can feel confident enough to fill that space and take it away and create their own space. That's yeah, that's ultimately my, my purpose. That's what I'm here for. And what a ripple that would be, right? Because then it's you start this ripple, but then it's just going to be massive. Because when women step into their, their strength and their power, like, wow, there's like no no stopping, hey, the the influence and the impact that women have when we choose to stop playing small, you know, to to accommodate others, and we just step into our greatness. So yeah, that's, that's amazing, Jessica, and I know you already have that, that impact on your clients, just because of who you are and how you are. Yeah, so that's amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. So thank you so much for your time. Um, so we have links and I'm going to put everything in the show notes. So Van City Labyrinth, Vanessa Lesperance on LinkedIn, but you also have a Van City Labyrinth on LinkedIn as well. Yeah. And I've got your Instagram, Van City Labyrinth, and a starter guide that you've shared with us. So I'm going to put that link in the show notes. Do you want to say a little bit about that? 
Ah, sure. Yeah, so that's uh, connected to my work with uh, the Lyft Collective. So it was co-created by 10 awesome Indigenous women from across the country. And it's just a way to, um, it's my hope that it's a resource that, you know, business students will use, professionals will use, like anyone who wants a better understanding of like, what is decolonizing business? Like, what do we mean by that? How do I do it? Why do it? And so in this resource, there's lots of different information, perspectives, we've done a lot of research. So even if you're a student, and you just want to, like, you know, a list of like, resources, articles, books, you know, thought leaders, that's all there, including like different um, videos and stuff. So yeah, it's just a great starter guide for folks who want to learn more about decolonizing business. Amazing. So you have so much to offer. And if people want to reach out to you for Van City Labyrinth, they can just reach you how? You can find me on Instagram uh, or connect with me on my website. So my uh, my details are there, my email, or you can uh, just submit a message on my website. Okay. Well, thank yeah. you. And I truly, I truly love you. Thank you for your work. It's I'm just I'm so happy to know you. Oh, no, likewise, Jessica. This is so fun. And I can't wait for us to meet up again in person. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks so much for being here and listening to the podcast. Miigwech, Ekosei, Merci. I want to take every opportunity that I can to tell you that you are worthy. And if something in this message resonated with you, please leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And send a link to your sister, your best friends, and your cousins, because if there was something in this message that resonated, then they might want to hear about it too. If maybe taking a screenshot is your thing, share it on your Instagram story, and don't forget to take me at jesskadumas.ca.